This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Today, I'm super excited to share some space and time and for all of you to get to know my dear friend, Lisa Marie Grantham. Lisa and I have known each other for quite a long time and we've even been on a few adventures together. (laughs) I'm sure we'll, we'll have some fun stories for you, but let me introduce Lisa. She is the priestess of possibility, natural rhythms creation coach, spiritual advisor, highly acclaimed mentor to women worldwide, speaker, facilitator, and international best-selling author. And she is known as the founder and CEO of the Goddess Lifestyle Plan. Lisa combines her 40 plus years of metaphysical spiritual study and holistic health experience plus real world practicality to support spiritual women in designing an intentional pleasure-filled life and grow a successful online business that supports their version of a goddess lifestyle. Welcome, Lisa. Oh my goodness, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you and to share space. So the, the bio, the word practicality totally resonates with me about you because I, I mean, I, I have called Lisa at points over the last decade and been like, Lisa, I can't believe this is what it is. And she goes, what the fuck are you doing that for? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Th- thanks for reeling me back in. So you really do inject that practicality into all you do. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. I do. I Partially, it's my sun sign, Virgo. I'm extremely... Virgo-ish, and uh, I love the details, and I'm very, very practical. What I, 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 I seem to have this really nice balanced combination of, of woo and strategy because I believe being all in the woo and not being practical about things has limitations, and vice versa. If you're constantly practical and you're not really looking at the symbolism of things or the greater picture from, like, let's just say a heavenly view, like looking down on things, you're also not going to be operating at the fullest potential that you can. So a mixture of woo and spiritual, uh, woo and practicality or strategy has always been the way I operate and the lens I really look through life at in, in all my decisions. That's absolutely perfect. Um, I almost forgot every time I pull a card. And today I pulled from the Native Spirit deck from Denise Lynn. And it's a totally perfect card. I'll show you, Lisa. Grandmother Earth. The Grandmother Earth says, stop and take measure of your life. Assess who you are and where you are. Get grounded. Make plans for the future, but don't act on those plans until you are ready and feel secure in stepping forward. This is a profound source of strength and power. Mm. To me, that's like totally you. 
I really felt it when you were talking. I felt like it was very me as well, uh, especially lately. Um, th about three years ago, we purchased a palm tree farm off on an island off the coast of Southwest Florida. So it's a tropical island. Um, and it's the island right next to Sanibel and Captiva, if anybody's curious. Uh, it's, it's an agricultural and fishing island. And we ended up buying a small palm tree farm which we, we love. It's gorgeous. I mean, uh, I look outside and it really looks like I live on a palm tree farm. There's you know, hundreds, maybe even more than a thousand palm trees on our property. However, I knew the property was meant for other things. I wasn't sure what they were at the time, but since moving in three years ago, June, something reawakened within me that is very much the essence of that card. Um, I've started stepping into divine and organic timing instead of linear timing, which is, of course, my to-do list <laughs> and right. what has to be done and this has to be done. Um, but there's there's an organic timing and, and the card, when you were reading the description of it, spoke into that, that there's a time for everything. There's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. There's a time. Not everything is going to sprout or germinate when you think it will. We have to be open to that. Yes, definitely. And I have seen you become even more grounded. Like you always had beautiful plants and animals around you, but it seems like the last few years have allowed you to really ground and center in this like mastery version of who you are. Oh, thank you. That means a lot uh, because a lot of, a lot of times creation feels like a big fat mess, right? right. <laughs> to you, to you. Creation's messy. I say it all the time. Creation's messy. Uh, but from when you're very close to it, it feels messy. It looks messy. But just just hearing you say that from afar, it really looks, uh, you can see these things happening. It, it just it just proves to me that I'm on the right path. You know, it, it, it's just such a joy to work closely with M Mama Earth now and just be so tapped into her rhythm. And, and, and the interesting thing too is learning all about tropical growing it's totally different than northern growing I so that was really hard for me because i'm i'm really a perfectionist recovering perfectionist maybe i don't ever think i'll be recovered but recovering perfectionist and as as i was killing things living things i was getting very frustrated with myself but the the sun down here in uh, southwest florida is not not the same as up north and you can literally fry things up in a matter of an hour down here if you don't place it right. So it's been a huge learning curve, which has been humbling because I always thought I was like this master gardener, which I was up north, but I became the student again coming down here and had a lot, a lot of belly flops. A lot, I killed a lot of things. Oh, at least you didn't kill any uh, anyone who you love in your home that had <laughs> no. a pulse. No, they're all <laughs> safe, but plants. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the plants. I was yes. learning. Well, they were part of that journey and they contributed to your growth. So yes, we for understand. Sure. For sure. Um, so I want to share with our audience that you were really the first person or first mentor I had that introduced me to the magic and how to create that magic in my own life. So, hey, thanks for setting me on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> it was my honor to do so. Um, but I, let's talk about that magic and how you 
are really cultivating it in all aspects of your life. If you had one tip for people to start to cultivate magic for themselves in their own life, what would that be? If we're, if I was speaking to women, I mean, I think all people should live rhythmically and more connected to nature's rhythms. Uh, There's so much wisdom in nature, in the teachings of nature. It's actually a perfect uh, system of prosperity and abundance, right? If we're talking about all these high vibe things, when I think of high vibe things, it's, it's exquisite health, it's vitality, it's success at the things you take a shot at and go after. It is prosperity and abundance. Those are all those high vibe, great things that everybody really, that's what we're all questing for, right? On this journey world, we want to make a difference. We want to be successful. We want to have money. We want to have abundance so we can give it, you know, and share it with others and all that wonderful thing. The first thing that you have to do is start tapping into the, the rhythms of the universe, because that is where the teachings are. They're located right in front of everyone's eyes. Yet, modern day society doesn't see it. It's right there. You're so right about that. We've kind of been trained to be blind to it from the time we were little. Like, oh, stop making shit up. Like, <laughs> oh, that's not practical. Right. <laughs> I had a realization a few years ago, and it was such a profound realization. And, you know, this, this, this realization came from working with thousands of women over the last 13 years. All right. Whether it's in group or private, but I get a lot of feedback and, you know, women get to a certain age I have found and look and kind of take stock at where they're at and go, this was not what I thought I was going, this is not where I thought I was going to be at this age, or this is not the life I thought I was going to live when I was a child. So I started overthinking about that because that's my tendency is to, I have a lot of air in my chart. So I'm always up in that air realm thinking, overthinking, think a little bit more about it. But something dawned on me that I thought was so profound. When we're babies and children, we are told to imagine. And if you're, if you have a three-year-old or a four-year-old or even an eight-year-old, a five, seven-year-old that mommy, I'm going to go to the moon and be an astronaut, or I'm going to be a ballet dancer. I'm going to be, they could say anything. And you'd be like, yes, you can do anything. You can be anything. Right. Then around 12, 10, 12, 14. Oh, what do you mean? You're going to be a ballet dancer. That's ridiculous. Be practical, be a teacher, be a doctor. Like, you know, we're, we're told, we're told we could do anything we want as babies. And then at some sort of magical age, which the magical part is not the good magical, it's like the bad magical. It's like, I've decided you now need to be realistic. So this is what you should do. And we extinguish our children's dreams, not even realizing it. Like all of a sudden, what was once possible becomes you're not being, you know, you're being, you're being crazy. You're being, that's not practical. That that's not going to happen. How many creatives are like, I want to be an artist. Oh, there's no money in art. Right. Like we just get totally the, the, the coin flips and it all changes for us. And then we have to have this conversation around being practical, but in a way that isn't serving us in a way that's extinguishing all of the inspiration we felt. That's fascinating. So I'm seeing that in my own life right now. I have one kid off to college and the next kid is getting ready to graduate from high school this year. He'll be a senior. And he doesn't want to go to college. And my first impulse was to push him to go to college. And he's 
we affectionately call him the peckerhead. So he said to me, he goes, if you want me to piss away a hundred grand of your money, I don't give a fuck. Right and then I was on. like, good point. Okay, we can talk <laughs> about this a little further. Not everybody is meant to go to school and do the same journey as everybody else. So I really started thinking about the cultural dynamic and why we end up being the way we are, thinking the way we are, the limitations we put on ourselves, and the possibilities of our life. That's why I call myself a priestess of possibility. Now, you know firsthand, I'll be like, what the hell are you doing that shit for? That's ridiculous. Don't do that. But most of the time- Totally. Totally. But if you come to me and say, Lisa, I dream of this. I dream of creating this in my life. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, I know I'm never going to be a principal dancer at the at the New York Ballet, okay? I am 55 years old, heavy, and 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 five foot tall. So I was going to say, happening. I think you're like a foot too short. I, I, that's my point. Like, there's just certain <laughs> things like I had to be in reality about, not that I ever wanted to be a principal ballerina, but the point is, is that there is a reality to it. But then there's also like, why put limits on my life? Like, you know, how many times I sit with a client and they're like, well, I can't do that. I'm like, well, why? And they sit a minute and they're like, mm, well, because my kids live here. So your kids can relocate with you. Oh, I can't do that to them. I'm like, maybe they think it's an adventure. Have you even asked? No. Like, why don't we check shit out? Like, why don't we follow our desires? That's an amazing question. And people are just so boxed in. Like, there are so many layers of programming and, and social expectations and family. It's just so heavy. Yes, it, it is. And I feel like it's getting heavier, truthfully, out there. And we have to, I think the response for us magical folk is to really show up in our powerful uh, selves, like making powerful decisions, showing what's possible. Because I'll tell you what, my kids never thought I'd leave New York. I never thought I'd leave New York. Then all of a sudden, one morning I woke up, I'm going, I'm leaving New York. And they're like, you're not going anywhere. I stuck that for sale sign on the lawn and I sold the shit out of that house and I moved right down to Florida. You know, did, did it take, a, was there a sacrifice involved? Yes. I'm not up with my grandchildren. I'm not up with my children for every birthday and every little thing. So there is always a cost. However, I live my days in paradise. I live my days in peace because I know I would have been like, ma, I need my laundry done. Ma, can you do this? Ma, <laughs> you know, right. and I just, I really wanted my sovereignty and I felt I knew how codependent I was with my children. <laughs> that type of sovereignty would not be possible if I was like in driving distance, yeah. easy, easy driving distance. So I made a really powerful decision. And that's really what it looks like is making one powerful decision after the other, weighing if you can, um, if, the, if, if the cost of that powerful decision is worth it to you. Like for me, I, I sometimes do have moments where I'm like, I'll see like uh, one of the kids' birthday parties and everybody's together and who's not there? Me. But here's the thing. Instead of feeling really bad about it, which I did probably for the first year, I, I spoke my truth to my kids. I called each of them and I said, listen, I'm not there. I know I made the decision to move. However, I miss you. And when I see you having a party all together on Facebook, it really hurts me. Would you mind to FaceTime me when you're, when you're doing cake and, can, you know, cake and blowing yeah. out the candles? And that's how we do it from now on. So even though there's loss, there are ways to lessen the loss or impact where you could still be very close together. So there's never, 
there's no like solid answer in life. Sometimes it's like, okay, I got to give a little here, but listen, now they're FaceTiming me. So I do feel like I'm included in it. And it has really softened the edges around the thorn that used to stick in my ass about it. You know, that was yeah. my one complaint. That and the humidity. I could go on about the humidity. I have wow. no answer except the in air conditioning for that. So, <laughs> like, splayed out in front of the air conditioning some days. <laughs> but the good that I have far outweighs the shitty. And, but the only way I was able to experience all this was by taking a chance and going for it. And it's a beautiful message to, to take that chance to access what you truly want. And I love that you reference sovereignty because so many of us are caught up in these identities of mother, wife, friend, daughter, whatever, 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 that we totally lose ourselves. You are a beautiful example of choosing what serves you, not the detriment of your family, but really to the benefit of your family. That is exactly right. That is exactly. And I, I forgot to mention that. I said, you know, what I what I did, what I taught my children and hopefully my clients even and anybody who knows me is that you can design your life, even if there is sacrifice. Like now the possibilities are open to them. Like I don't have to stay obligated and stay here. I can actually go quest and find my own adventure once I was done raising my children oh, now this is in my, my children's like, you know, consciousness. Like I want them to live their life, not for me, for them. I want them to, if that's the message they got, squeeze every, you know, drop of juice out of this lemon. Yeah. Do it. Like we want to squeeze all the juice out of life. That's what it's right. all about. So for me, living up North felt too constrictive. So I went for it. There was some, you know, some rocky moments there. I'm not going to lie because there's a lot of emotions that go high when you when you leave and you go far away and then figuring out your way. But coming out the other end, I'm nourishing my soul. They're realizing like my mom, she went for it. I didn't think she was going to. So what could be possible for me? And that's right. what I hope the impact is. Yeah, that's that's a, honestly, I mean, being a mother, that part of the impact of your decisions is just as important as how it impacts you. Yeah, for sure. I think so. We're, we're either the warning or the example, right? And that is actually what I say to myself pretty much every day. Lisa, you're going to be the warning or the example today. And I have to say, most times, if not every day, I am the example because I am intentional about my life and everything in my life. So if I looked around at, let's say, some of my family or whatever, not all of them are the example, unfortunately. So that's how right. people are. They influence you. They're either the example to you or the warning. And, and that was very eye-opening when I started looking at all the different people I surrounded myself with. I'm like, well, are they the example to me or the warning? I hope I'm an example to my children. That's what I try to be. And I try to be an example to my clients and my students and everything. I try to show them what's possible in life. I love that. Just take pause and consider example or warning. Like that looking through things that looking through things from that perspective. Yep. It, it just gives you such an opportunity to like check yourself because we all get caught up in humanity, let's say, and it's easy to go down that slippery slope. Yeah. I'm definitely starting that. 
Thank you for sharing that. That's huge. You're welcome. It's been very helpful for me because it's always in the back of my mind. Am I being the example or the warning here? And, uh, and, and, and like I said, it keeps me very much looking towards like, let me, let me just bring let, the way I'm being is very important, more important than I think it is because people are watching whether you think or not. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so interesting to hear per people's perceptions. Like, you know, I have a, I'm visible in our local community and people will come to me and say, Hey, I didn't know you were nice. <laughs> well, I could have told them that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's keep that our secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin my reputation now. So I'm, I'm really interested to start using this tool and see what the outcropping is. Cause what people, what other people see isn't always the way I'm experiencing how I'm acting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I want to circle back to something you said earlier about living in a rhythm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's great. That's my favorite topic on, on the planet, pretty much. So we can look at the mic macro and the micro. So when we look at the macro, we're looking at seasons changing, right? The seasons are changing. That's rhythmic. That's why uh, we, me, uh, and what I teach, we follow uh, the wheel of the year. And those are basically eight uh, seasonal points of the year that is when things are changing astrologically and also the seasons are changing. There's quarter days and cross quarter days. So some of them are very popular. We know spring equinox and, and, uh, and, and winter solstice, for example. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, uh, autumnal equinox and the other solstice, uh, spring solstice and, uh, and, and, Oh God, I'm, I'm getting myself all jammed up. And now I'm like, Oh, do I even remember what they are? I do trust me. I do. But then there's like cross quarter days, which are festivals and they're basically coincide with astrology and it's the earth's way of changing. So the seasons, right? That the wheel of the year turns again is kind of how we talk about it. So the wheel of the year turns and there's different nuances that mama earth goes through the, the environment around us goes through, but there's also wisdom that wants to be spoken to you from these seasonal points. So that's a macro living rhythmically. But the easiest way to get involved in it is, is following new moon, full moon. And if you did new moon, full moon, then Sabbaths, now you're tapped into the cosmos and mama earth's rhythms. And you can really start to, you start to discern things, but you, until you're into it for a while, like for example, uh, New moon, the sun and the moon are in the same sign. So you might be feeling a certain way. You'll have an astrological influence there. Then for full moon, the sun is in one sign and the moon is in another sign. And over the course of doing this rhythmically year after year, if you take notes, you'll notice patterns of the juxtapositions of the signs. Certain juxtapositions affect me differently and maybe not in a great way. So the wisdom I get from that is, hey, this, this particular combination, sun-moon combination is coming up. I need to watch out for this because I'll notice in my notes, in my journaling, that I am feeling the same way when those energies are juxtap you know, just, juxtapositioned and also just like swirling around me. And then the Wheel of the Year points, like I said, has their own wisdom. They're almost like Earth's holy days, I call them. 
they're Mama Earth's holy days. So, you know, spring equinox is all about new beginnings, but equinox is also about balance. So you're going to be looking at life work balance, health balance. Like, are you, are you balanced? Are you burning out in certain areas? So each one of the eight seasonal points around the wheel of the year teaches us something or asks us, invites us to look at a certain way we're being or a part of our life, a key area of our life. So with that being said, every new moon, I'm doing something for my life and business. Every full moon, two weeks later, I'm doing everything for my life and business. So every two weeks, I'm taking a look like Virgo. Virgo is all about radiant health and detail oriented mm. and organization. So we're going to be circling around to Virgo new moon. So for Virgo new moon, I'll be looking at my structures and systems within my life and business. I'll be looking at, have I done all my wellness checks? For the year, are they scheduled at least? Have I completed them or are they scheduled? Uh, so my wellness is is being looked at. Um, even you could look at finances when you're talking with Virgo because it's all about it's an earthly, it's an earth sign. So the earth is all about the physical and the tangible. Mm. So is my home organized? So every two weeks I'm taking a look at a key area of my life. I'm tapping into the moon and sun rhythm, and it just keeps you looking at all areas of your life throughout the year. And the interesting thing is you'll find patterns when the sun and the moon are in particular signs. Interesting. I, I mean, my knowledge of astrology is cursory at best. So I love when people give me little nuggets that I can go and learn more about. So thank you for that. That's awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I also want to mention that I too was never, I, I consider astrology, I, and, and you'll know this, Jamie, because we've been friends forever, but all of the esoteric wisdom that I and, and holistic wisdom, even that I talk about, it, it I call them magical languages. So astrology is a magical language. Tarot is a magical language, like divination and stuff. So herbalism is a magical language uh, to me because you're working with the magic of the plants for your wellness, for whatever you're trying to, or even spell work or ritual work if that's what you're doing. It point is, is that these are all different magical languages, and I'm fluent in a lot of them, but astrology was never one of them. I honestly poo-pooed astrology because at 19, I think when I worked in a salon for a little while, I picked up a Cosmo magazine and I went to the horoscopes and it was like, if you're a Virgo, this is how you're going to feel. And immediately my practical mind was like, how can every Virgo have the same experience? This is ridiculous. Shut the magazine and decided astrology was crap. It just, just, just decided it was crap. Never really looked into it. I knew the basics because of the magical work that I do. You have to know the cursory stuff, the basic stuff. Yes. And then I was introduced to shamanic astrology. And shamanic astrology is all about the archetypes of the signs and the stuff. And I was like, oh, the angels sing. And I took a majorly deep dive. And cool. I, haven't, I haven't stopped since. So I love shamanic astrology. Talk to me about the... And that's what I teach is the archetype of the sign. Awesome. Um, so where can people learn more about what you do teach and what you share with the world? You can find me at goddesslifestyleplan.com. And I have so much really exciting stuff going on there right now. It's crazy. But, you know, as... As you're, as you, the longer you're in business, a lot of times your brand evolves. And uh, I've been very, very blessed to have uh, two bodies of work from incredible, incredible authors and teachers and mentors. I'm licensing their uh, certification program. So Goddess Lifestyle Plan is really moving forward is going to be a holistic certification hub 
for women entrepreneurs so that, and then of course I will be able to support them in building out those said businesses. But I love holistic modalities. I love magical holistic modalities and nothing excites me more than to put these tools into women's hands so that they could go out there and literally design any lifestyle they want. They can live on a tropical island like me, work for yourself for the last 13 years. You can leverage out a corporate, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, it's just, I love that it just gives choices and you're working within the holistic uh, realm, which is to me, like, that's my, my happy place, anything holistic. Well, and thank you for making these things accessible to people who might not know where to find them. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, I really, I've always considered myself an empowerment and business mentor for women, but you know what? Many times what I've noticed over the years, and I, it was just something that was kind of running in the back of my head. I was like, I was noticing that women were like, I want to have my own business, but then coming up with their own signature methodology, they'd get stuck. Coming up with their own program ideas, they would get stuck. And it was like a stopping point for them because maybe that wasn't their brilliance coming up with signature methodology. It's not really everybody's brilliance, but that yet the desire is there to have a business. So they felt very frustrated, overwhelmed, and then would eventually give up because that was the sticking point. So I, I have met the most incredible women over the last 13 years of being in business. And some of them were just complete in teaching what it is they created. And I think those bodies of work are very important to be out in the world. And it gives women, they don't have to worry about their own signature methodology anymore. They now have methodology that they could just go out there and use and they're spreading the magic, spreading the abundance, creating their version of a goddess lifestyle. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, I gotta say. It's amazing, yeah. totally amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And I love all of the magic that you infuse in your teachings, your, your, your offerings, and your just being. Thank you. I love it. It is my, it is becoming very, very apparent. Like this is, this is, this is what I'm meant to do is to help women in business. So, because I believe that the more women that really create, you know, go into entrepreneurship, learn how to generate their own money, um, it gives them choices. It, yeah. it, 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 it also puts the money more in the hands of the feminine, which is what I'm trying to do. Ultimately, I want to bring more balance to the masculine and feminine on the planet. And the only way to do that is for women to become sovereign, not only sovereign within their own lives, but also have financial sovereignty and fluidity. Even financial freedom is wonderful, but let's not be grandiose. Let's just say that they can have some financial fluidity in their life so that they can direct where they want that money to go. They'll have, they'll have enough to support themselves, their family, send their children to college, to go on a family trip together, whatever it looks like for them, because it's not for me to decide. Right. And I love that frame of fluidity because some people have the programming that financial freedom is just unattainable for them. So putting it in a different perspective is really, really powerful. Yeah, thank you. I thought about that for a long time. Like the, the financial freedom part, I mean, I get it. It's a buzzword, but I think I think you're that uh, that's what I discerned also. Like you just shut up, like that's not possible for me. Like financial freedom. Okay. But how about having money for whatever the fuck you want to have money for? Is that okay? Can you do that? Yeah, I think I could do that. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm all with that. <laughs> right. We can do that. We can we can make money easier, flowing in your life, fluidity, so that you have money for the things that you that that you have value on. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you again for sharing 
your brilliant insights and wisdom with us, me, the world, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. It's just, uh, it's been, it feels like a reunion being with you. It does. So I love you too, sister. And thank you everyone for tuning in to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. See you next week. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 